listening to What We Do in Elysium, your source for news, strategy, and discussion for Vampire the Masquerade Rivals card game. Welcome listeners to another episode. I am your host, Alex. And I'm your other host, Colin. How are you doing tonight, Colin? Doing well, doing well. Um, it's a little later than normal, but... We we actually we did some good prep for this episode for once, so hopefully hopefully it shows. Yes, we have notes, so we're not totally flying by the seat of our pants today. Yeah. So today we're not going to talk about a lot of the game itself, um, but we are going to talk about some exciting events coming up, which is Gen Con and yeah. our our big first uh prince of the city event well not yeah. just prince of the city i take that back everything there's lots of things to do at gen con yeah it's our it's our first kind of uh, official events i know there have been some small events people have been running which is cool um but this is the first you know big op um event at least that i'm aware of and i'm pretty sure i would have heard about anything big so <laughs> yeah um so Gen Con, what what is Gen Con for those people that you know have never been or have just heard about it? Right. Yeah. So Gen Con is um, the what is what is their tagline? The the best weekend in gaming? Something like that. Yeah. Um, so it's normally the beginning of August uh, this year. They pushed it back a month. So it's obviously it's in September um, and it is the big gaming convention in Indianapolis uh, at the Indianapolis Convention Center. Uh, I don't know how big it's going to be this year because obviously with the state of the world and, you know, they didn't have one last year. It was all online, I think. Um, but I know, you know, in, in before I went once, uh, you know, four or five years ago and it was, I mean, like they, they take over the whole convention center uh, there's some extra space. They take over the whole football field at the, at the stadium, which is attached mm-hmm. to the convention center. It's a huge, huge event. Um, like I said, no idea what that's going to look like this year. I'm sure it's going to look a little different, but it, it's it's definitely a big convention. Yeah, I think uh, I don't think the the football field is happening this year because I think there's a Colts game Sunday. <laughs> So unless it's just not Sunday, but yeah, normally they'd have uh, just a big board game library. You could just go over there and play games and stuff like that. Uh, like you mentioned, they they literally take out the entire convention center. Every room has some sort of uh, RPG demos. Uh, a cool thing that I did one time one year is uh, I met up or well, not met up with, but I met up with some friends and they introduced me to a guy who was developing his own game and we so we played a prototype version and you'll see a lot of that at gen con because it is the biggest uh board game thing in the u.s so you get that mass uh mass amount of people a lot of data to test your new stuff so that's really cool i, yeah. I like that part of it yeah and it's it's also like you said kind of, it's, it's definitely an industry event too i mean i know there are other industry cons that are maybe focused a little more on that but i mean you'll see you know, new releases a lot of times come out at Gen Con. They have two giant dealer halls, um, you know, people previewing games that aren't quite out yet. Um, it's actually the first time I, I ever heard about uh, Villainous, if you've ever heard that game or yeah. played that game. Pretty fun. Heard of that at Gen Con a few years ago. Um, you know, and then, of course, all the all the tournaments and everything, a lot of competitive games have had Gen Con be one of their big stops 
you know, for, for the tournament scene as well. Yeah, usually it's like a, a nationals or, or a continental level tournament. However, you know, the company breaks it down. Um, so, yeah, it's it's just a it's a big old party. The the part of the convention hall that's open for gaming is open practically 24 seven. So people are pretty much all, <laughs> always there throughout the night into the morning. Mm hmm. Uh, so yeah, it's fun. Um, like you mentioned, this year is a little bit reduced due to COVID. Some uh, some publishers have elected not to go and stuff like that. So this year is definitely a little different. Um, I think it's actually good because if it was a regular size, I'm not sure that I would have gone because I went to Gen Con once and I was going there just for to play tournaments and like, I didn't get a chance to do anything else. And I somewhat regretted that. Yeah. Um, but with it being so much smaller this year, I feel a little bit better about going just to do rival stuff. Yeah. That's, that's kind of the, the double edged sort of playing at these tournaments is it's, it's obviously it's a lot of fun. We're both looking forward to it. Uh, Cause we will both be going officially. I got my, I got my badge and everything. Um, but it is, you know, you, you can miss out on just the convention um, stuff. And so, like you said, it, it, it feels a little bit better not missing out on quite as much because uh, there's just not maybe not quite as much there, you know. So so we're I think we're both playing in the pre-release, which, again, we'll get to all the events, but we're both playing. So we're both playing in the pre-release and, and the prints at the very least. So that's a couple days you know, minimum taken up with, with playing rivals, which again, we're both looking forward to, but that does mean we don't necessarily have a ton of time to, to go wander and, and do other things. Um, which, which is part of the fun of going to these cons. So like you said, I mean, if it, if it was a full size con, you know, it, it would, might be a little bit tougher to, to justify just because you're spending all that time and money and, and find, trying to find a place to stay and everything. Um, to spend your whole time playing one game. No. Yeah, if it was a full-fledged normal year, I'd, I'd probably just do prints and look for other stuff to do the other days. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. So so I am kind of looking forward to being able to play Rivals and like <laughs> not feel as guilty about it, you know, and still still have still have some time to wander around because it's not like, I, I think that's the other nice thing about, uh, at least right so far, it looks like the Rivals, you know, with the somewhat shorter round times and everything, like it, the tournament won't necessarily take 12 hours your your whole day right you know? so that's gonna be nice too all right so let's uh let's break down what events that we're gonna have available for rivals uh i think the first thing is on well gen con starts on thursday and i think the first thing available is the wolf and the rat pre-release that uh that afternoon I don't remember the time. I think it's like around noon or one or something like that. So not too early because I'll be driving down from Chicago that morning. So won't have to get up too early for that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So this is a an event where it is the Wolf and Rat, which is the new expansion, not the one that, well, I say just came out, but is still sort of getting shipped because of the, <laughs> the truck breaking down. Um, <laughs> but Wolf and Rat is the next expansion where all we know about it so far are the Nosferatu and Gangrel leaders. Right. Um, which, so we know that, well, we, we know that the, the Gangrel has the, uh, I think it's the animalism mm -hmm. trait. And I, I don't remember if Nosferatu has a, a new discipline or not. 
but um, look real quick. I, I remember that they their leader has kind of a an attach like a, a a retainer theme, right? Yep. And the gang girl has like a animal attachments, which we have no idea what they are, but um, yeah. The yeah. the the Nosferatu leader also has animalism, so maybe it's just one discipline that's shared across two okay. clans. Yeah. So yeah, we'll find out soon. Yeah. Um, um, so yeah, part part of the pre-release is uh, you're you're showing up and you're getting this new expansion early because it won't be released to the general public uh, for I think about a month later. Mm-hmm. And uh, part of the event is it's actually you're, you're just going to play entirely within the expansion, so you have to use the cards that are available to you just within that. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was a a new update that. Well, I don't know if it was new or not, but I think there was some confusion, but it's cleared up now. Yes. Uh, so you, you have to build totally within that. Can't lean on any cards that you've come to like within the core set or Blood and Alchemy, which is yes. fun. It introduces a different challenge. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I know there was some back and forth about that. Um, I think they're they're pretty clearly orienting it towards, you know, new players because like at a, at a convention like Gen Con, you will probably... You're, the chances of you grabbing somebody who's never played rivals before is higher than uh, you know if you're going to like a national tournament or something obviously um and so the wolf and rat pre-release feels like their event for maybe for that where it's like hey come in you'll get some product um they said they would have all the tokens and everything for brand new people yep you know and just play the game so i mean how well that will work we'll see i you know i obviously we don't know any of that anything about the cards but um, and then for, for people like us who obviously uh, are not brand new to the game, uh, you know, I, I, I think we're both excited to see the new cards. It, I, they've said that basically they're not going to do a lot of previews before the event because they want it to kind of be the first time that people get to look at the cards, right. which is which is cool. You know, like I, I'm looking forward to cracking it open, building in sort of a sealed environment. Um, and the other the other notable thing is you can change your deck all around between you know, between rounds. So it's not like you have to build something and then you're stuck with it for however many rounds it is. Like it's, it's basically as long as you're building with just the cards in that pack, you can play whatever you want. Yeah. Which is nice. Cause it's going to be new to everyone. So you might make a deck the first round that ends up being a dud. And uh, over the course of the event, you just kind of keep refining, keep refining and hopefully have something that you like towards the end of it. Yeah, exactly. So uh, and we do get some prizes from it. So uh, with the event, your your entry ticket gives you a copy of the expansion. So that's nice. Uh, plus, participation will also get you the spot gloss agendas that come with the expansion. Those are always nice. Yeah. So for for if there's anybody who listens to us who is not really familiar with card games, spot gloss are those kind of fancy like acrylic plastic uh, cards. Um, you know, usually double sided. I don't. I don't know. I don't remember if these are double sided or not. I think they are. Uh, I'm not sure. I think that the well, actually, I don't know. <laughs> well, no, no, I don't know. It doesn't really say. So they might be double sided. They might not be. But either way, they're you know, it's just kind of kind of a cool. Um, I mean, obviously, you know, you don't you don't use them for cards that go in your deck because they're like totally different than, than yeah. a blank card. They're like but... uh, they're little thicker than like a credit card yeah or if you have like a fancy credit card it's like that (laughs) yeah 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 so they're yeah they're they're pretty cool so um 
right? Like you said, you we get we get you get the agendas from the expansion, and then the top performer. I don't remember if they define. Yeah, it or not. it says top performers. We don't know what that means. <laughs> right. So, certain amount of people will get uh, the havens yeah. as well. So that's Wolf and Rat. That's Thursday. Yeah, um, and right, right now, since uh, on Gen Con you can view how many tickets are available, and it also gives you the maximum amount of players. So using math, we know that right now forty nine people have signed up for the Wolf and Rep release. Yeah, which That's is cool. cool. Yep, and that is a one v one event. Yes, yes, and then so starting on uh, Friday comes the big, the big event. Or the main event, I should say, the Prince of the City. Um, so this is, you know, this is the big thing. This is the big one. The big one, yeah. Um, so this is a multiplayer event. It's, it's, I mean, four players. I think, obviously, you know, there's if if it's not exactly four, then there will be a three person. Yeah, probably with some threes, yeah. But it is it is a four person event, um, and it's with every, the I think the latest legality. It's it's the blood and alchemy corset and the first two uh, OP promos. Yeah. So um, was that Smoke and Freddy? Freddy. Yeah. Yeah. I couldn't remember the second guy's name. Yeah. yeah. Freddy. Um, and obviously, this is not. This is not. You do not get to switch your deck in between every round. This is you know you come with your list. You come with your deck list, and you play all your games. Um, so yeah, it, it'll be it'll be our first our first big tournament, a, a multiplayer tournament. So excited for that! Um, yeah, and- at at first when they announced that it was multiplayer for the first event, I was kind of like eh on it. But that was also before I started really playing more multiplayer games, and now I'm actually pretty excited. Yeah, actually, that's that's exactly that's exactly <laughs> how I felt, um, and that was part of why I didn't. I wasn't immediately like. Like it kind of ironically, right? If if they had said it was one v one, I might have actually signed up for Gen Con kind of right away. But I'm actually really excited to play a multiplayer uh, event, which is unusual for me to say. But um, <laughs> it's unheard of for me. Yeah, a multiplayer competitive, but yeah, we're both. I think we're both excited about it. So, and also, I think they're really showing out on the prize support. I mean, in general, I think they're really showing out on the prize support, but. But the prints in particular is pretty, pretty great. Yeah. So just for participation, just for showing up, uh, you're going to get two packs of sleeves that have the Prince of the City logo on it. Uh, It looks pretty cool. And uh, every round you'll get a choice. uh, I either the judges or someone helping around, they'll come around to each table and you'll get to pick from one uh, paper alt or promo. Uh, We saw some of those on the stream. I don't remember which cards those were for. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't. I don't either. But um, I know I do remember some of the alts looked pretty. Alt arts looked pretty cool. Yeah, um, they were. I think all library cards. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Uh, also, for for participation, you get so similar to the Wolf and Rat. You also get four uh, spot gloss, the four corset agendas, uh, spot mm-hmm. glosses. So, again, yeah. pretty cool. Yeah, so you'll you'll get plenty of stuff to be able to start blinging out your side of the table, which is always which is always something that I enjoy. 
for sure. <laughs> uh, so then if you make day two, which I don't know that we know exactly what that cut line is going to be. Uh, just top 16. Is it just top 16? Because it says day two and then the 16 players that qualify for the semifinal. Oh, yeah, you're so, right. So I'm not mm-hmm. sure. They might be the same. They might not be. We'll find out. Um. So anyway, for day two, you get, again, you get the four uh, Havens in the corset as spot glosses plus some extra promos. And then the top 16, you get a Prince of the City indie play mat, which is, I, I think is pretty cool. Uh, it's got the indie, or at least I, what I'm pretty sure is the indie skyline on it. Mm. Um, kind of in a, in a cool red silhouette. Um, and you also get eight acrylic leader tokens for the for that are faction specific for the first eight factions in the game. So that's the four core set, the two blood and alchemy, and then the two from wolf and rat. Yeah, those look really nice. Um, they're not just the colors of the player tokens in the game. They all have their each individual unique colors that are on the vampire cards. So those, those will definitely pop. Yeah. Yeah. They kind of have unique colors and textures. And then of course the symbols. So yeah, those are, those are pretty cool. Um, what I think one of the, one of the coolest prizes I think is if you, if you're one of the final four, you get a sheet of uncut cards from, from a rival's products. Um, yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. Which is just a neat prize. Plus the, there's a finalist play mat. It's, it's the same one as the, as the top 16, just obviously it says finalist. And then the champ gets the champ pay mat and the ever popular, you know, you get to pe- appear on a, on a card in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, prize. So I, I don't know. I mean, I'm assuming that's, it says as a playable character, right? So I'm assuming you get at least some sort of, you know, input into the design. Obviously we don't know what that looks like yet. Cause nobody's gone through it, but yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure if it's designed the card. Cause it says we'll work with the winner to put their likeness into the game. So it might just be, uh, an art type piece, right? But yeah. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I know that there's been, you know, it, obviously this is a cool prize that a lot of, that several other games have done. It's always popular uh, for obvious reasons. It's cool to see yourself in the game. Yeah, totally. Um, and, and you know, it, it can kind of range from just like, hey, here's your art to maybe like, okay, what, broadly speaking, you know, what kind of stuff do you want? Or sometimes it's pretty specific. You know, we have no idea, like we said. Um, but either way, it's a, or however it works out, it's a pretty cool prize. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure with uh, as long running as a franchise vampire has been, um, you know, mainly as an RPG, I'm sure it'll be something like, you know, what what's your favorite clan and, you know, what type type of stuff do you want to do? So I think it'll probably be pretty cool prize for whoever gets it. Um, yeah. And yeah, like you said, that that can show up in a future box expansion or it could be a uh, promo card in a OP kit. Yep. So pretty cool. So yeah, that's that's the Prince of the City. That is the big the big Kahuna. Mm-hmm. Um, right now, I think right now there are thirty people signed up. I wouldn't be surprised to see that number rise a little bit, uh, but I guess we'll we'll see. Yeah, I'm sure all of these will probably go up a little bit as we get closer to the day of, and then you can always. I, I think they're still doing this with Gen Con this year, but you could always get like generic prize or not mm-hmm. prize tickets, generic event tickets, and just show up and and walk into an event right i'm not yeah. sure if they're doing that this year with because i know like all your tickets are tied to your badge and they're just going to scan it this year which is awesome less less paper printing less right uh, right now less contact uh so that's all right. great 
yeah. hopefully they keep that going. Yeah. So, but I mean, there's, I know there's definitely, there's definitely room. So yeah, totally. Nothing. I don't think anything is on the risk of uh, mm-hmm. selling out. No. Um, and so then there's one last tournament, uh, which is, I, what, what is the official name? It's, it was just called the head to head tournament. So basically it's uh, if, if you don't make day two, cause I think it runs concurrently. So if you don't yes. make day two for Prince of the city, uh, you can jump into the, 1v1 head-to-head tournament. Uh, for participation, you get uh, those same sleeves as before, so the print, the ones with the Prince of the City logo. Uh, again, your choice of promos, the same ones that they were would be passing around each round uh, for the main event. And then if you go 4-3 and better, which right now the signups are kind of low, so I'm not sure if this will get changed, uh, but on paper it says 4-3 or better, we'll get uh, the plastics spot gloss of the core havens uh, i believe that uh based on the info we have now that's the only way to get those uh or day two making day two or day two yeah sorry or day two of prince of the city so you're not totally locked out of getting those if you don't make day two yeah it's it's just cool so uh, and that'll be kind of the biggest i guess that's the that's really well i say that's the only but there are one. There are another kind of set of, of events. Um, they're doing on-demand pods all weekend, so you mm-hmm. can if you have either eight people for for one v one or sixteen people for four players, um, you can like you know if you get if you get that many people walk up, they'll fire off a pod for you, and whoever wins gets either uh, one of the plastic agendas or havens or a pack of sleeves, and all the participants get a promo. So. That's pretty cool too. You know, you can you can always just go in and and play some games. Yeah, you basically just show up and they say, "Okay, you guys go play," and you just run your own event essentially. Yep, and I know people have been talking about uh, you know people on the Discord talking about coordinating you know in in the channels on either the main or the or the alternate uh, Discord unofficial Discord you know so that people who want to meet up they can kind of coordinate that way and I'll show up and, and play. So that, so that's pretty cool. So I, I'd expect those to be kind of firing off, you know, all, all weekend long. Yeah. And I think uh, part of the reason why the one V one tourney has such low, uh, basically pre-order signups is because people are probably just waiting to see what happens if they're playing in the prints. Cause there's no point in signing it up. If you think you might make day two. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, I'm sure that one V one tourney will get a lot more players once, uh, once the results of the prince comes out definitely definitely so yeah so so a lot of rival a lot of opportunity to play rivals at gen con which is which is nice to see yeah yeah i I think we were worried about the beginning of the year what was going to happen i wasn't even sure if gen con was happening this year but once they put out the uh they were just going to push it back a month then things got a little better Mm -hmm. so what are you going to play in so I will be playing in Wolf and Rat pre-release and Prince of the City. Those are those are my two events. Yep, I'm going to be doing those. Plus, if uh, if I miss day two, I'll jump into that one v one tourney on Saturday. I'm not sure if I'll do any pods. If I have if I have time to do a pod, I'll probably just wander the convention hall and see what else is going on. Yeah, yeah, I think because I I have uh, something else going on like Saturday evening afternoon evening um 
with a with a local friend there. So I don't think I'll be playing in the head to head side event if I don't make day two. Um, and I probably sort of similarly, I probably won't be doing any pods, but I might. I mean, who knows? If we have if we have fans that want to get together and do a pod a, a pod with us, I don't know that we actually have fans, but if we do, <laughs> uh, we might be able to work something out. Yeah, I wish um, wish we had more time to make like some promo cards or something. So things yeah. for the future. Exactly. Podcast promo cards. We have we have lots of vague ideas for the future, but I mean, you know, we I wasn't even totally sure I was going to be able to make it until like a week ago. So mm. it's just that it's just been that kind of year in general, right? Yeah, um, yeah, it's been a weird period of time. <laughs> yes. So, um, all right, yeah. So I think now that's pretty much everything going on so i think we want to do at least a little bit of kind of meta talk what do we expect um what kind of stuff do we expect to see do well obviously we're not going to talk specifically about what we're playing um mostly because i don't think either one of us really knows yet nope (laughs) Uh, i mean i have i have some very vague ideas but i'm definitely not settled um, and I, of course, obviously, neither one of us know anything about the pre-release, so we're really going to be talking about uh, prints here. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, so yeah, uh, prints, it's going to be, I, I, I'm having a hard time even wrapping my head around it because I, I really don't know because it's just so, there's no data to go off of. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess we can start with what decks we expect to see. Um I'm sure we're going to see a lot uh, my my expectations and kind of what I expect to play myself. Uh, I think title decks and scheme decks are in a really good position to do well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's been interesting because I have not seen a lot of aggro like Hydra punch your face off mm-hmm. style decks. Um, and I don't I don't think that's necessarily because they're not good. I think that's a little bit because of, you know, the bubble we're building in, right? And and also because people are, when we've been playing multiplayer events, a lot of, at least a lot of my experience has been not necessarily, you know, quote unquote tournament testing, but it's been people like, oh, I'm going to try this out, you know, so playing kind of, because because the, the big punchy decks are sort of a little more well-known, um, you know, maybe they're just trying things out like you said, I definitely expect title decks to be a thing. I definitely expect um, scheme decks to be a thing. I'm I'm really interested to see how much blood and alchemy we see, mm-hmm. you know, because I was already kind of curious about that. And then especially with the delay, I think that it'll, you know, people probably won't as ha- have had as many games with it. Um, but I mean, I, I think, you know, I mean, any t- anytime you add a bunch of agendas, a bunch of different win, potential win conditions that can really shake things up. And I would, I would expect, I will, I will go on record here. I will expect at least a couple of the top 16 to be playing blood and alchemy decks. Um, because I think there's some strong stuff in there. And I, I think that because it's newer, obviously people haven't had as much chance to play against it and kind of know what to expect. Yeah. Um, I think, what you mentioned about blood and alchemy, there's there's a little bit of something for I think almost everyone in that expansion. So yeah, I wouldn't be surprised to see cards uh, getting splashed from all over, even if it's just 
uh, a one-off vampire here and there from either Tremere or Thin Bloods. But uh, yeah, I think I echo the same sentiments about what you mentioned about with like aggro decks in multiplayer games. All the ones I've played, they've been non-existent. Uh, I don't know if that's just playing with the players that we're playing or if that's just how the multiplayer game shakes out to be. It just seems like um, when you're building for multiplayer, you want to be able to do as much of your own thing as possible. And once the rest of the table sees someone probably going aggro, they'll just collapse on that person. Um, Yeah, I mean, I I think that's kind of true, but I also think that I think that there's value to being able to disrupt somebody's game plan. You know, the flip side of yeah. it, right? Like I've seen, I've seen plenty of games um, where either one-on-one or, or especially multiplayer where, you know, somebody's like, okay, well they're going to win. And I just don't have really the ability to, to disrupt their game plan. And, you know, um, I mean, I think, I think prestige drain is really strong in multiplayer, Yeah, but that being said, like, sometimes if if the right stuff comes out like if they're playing a scheme deck and they get off i mean a free money or (laughs) you know or even or even like a fame and fortune with some of the extra stuff you know like you just may not ever be able to drain them whereas like punching out a vampire is punching out a vampire right um and at the at the most they're only gonna ever have six six bp for the most part uh with with defense card you know like you can't necessarily I don't know. And there's less ways to heals, right? So the point being, being getting really disruptive by getting your vampires punched in the face or potentially even burned is always going to be a threat. Um, I'm just not sure how many times those decks are going to win. Right? Yeah, I think it's I don't want to say a high roll, but they do kind of need the stars to align to kind of dominate the table. Mm hmm. Yeah, I think I think they're really good at stopping somebody from winning. Right. I'm not sure if they're good at winning themselves. Um, I I think if you can crack that, then I think aggro will be very strong. I would kind of expect some to show up because also true is if there's not that many people, you know, playing something, it, it's generally beneficial to to kind of you know get in that groove where nobody else is. But we'll see. Yeah, it's funny you mentioned. Um not letting someone else win because uh, that's exactly what I was thinking of uh, in that game we played a couple weeks ago and I, I was just make I knew that I there was no way for me to win and I was just making plays to make sure that my rival couldn't win mm-hmm. just for the sake of it right right <laughs> so I think that's that's part of kind of getting in the multiplayer mindset too is what because there's a lot of ways that even if you knock someone out or uh if you get knocked out or something like that, that doesn't necessarily mean you win or lost based on the rest of the board state. Yep. Uh, It's weird. It's, it's something you have to kind of keep in mind throughout the game is what you can control for your win conditions, what you can control for other win conditions. Uh, You still get points if you don't get knocked out. So that might be worth playing towards if you don't see yourself as being the winner of the table. Right. Yeah. That's, that's a big, that's a big thing is if, you know, because like you said, the, the tournament structure, you get a point if you survive, no points if you're eliminated. So it's, and I think it's everyone gets two if it's, if it goes to time. 
No, if it go, no, if it goes to time though, if it if the the winner is declared on basically on tiebreakers after time, um, then they get two points and and the survivors, they get two. That's the survivors still only get one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So got it. But 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 yeah. So the point being that like it can very easily be if you're you know say say you and another player are on the brink of getting knocked out it might be in your best interest to just knock them out or, or help, you know, maybe help somebody else knock them out. Even if you're not going to win to, to lock in that one tournament point. Yep. Cause that, that one point could be all it takes for you to get to day two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so I'll be, I'll, I'll be very interested to see that. I also know uh, we've had some different, we've had some kind of discussions on some of the discords about the multiplayer dynamics. You know, I know in my personal experience, uh conspiracies have been not necessarily super strong as a deck but like people have been help, you know wanting to contribute to stay safe um and i've heard other people say that they couldn't get anybody to contribute because they didn't want to pay prestige to you know advance their win con so it's like stuff like that you know where it's it's very much dependent on what meta you're playing with you know what the people you're playing with do and i don't think anybody has enough experience to really say like what the cor- quote unquote correct play is. Um, so it'll be interesting to see all those kind of assumptions and experiences run into each other for the first time at this big event. Yeah, I think that's what you mentioned about the correct play. I think that's one of the things that's cool about this game is that it's not like others where you each deck kind of already has its predefined lines of play that you're just looking to achieve each game. Uh, at, at least the games that I've played, like, yeah, you know, with something like a title deck, yeah, you want to just get the titles, get your agenda, but something could happen to screw all that up, and, you know, you're not totally ruined, but in other games, if your line of play doesn't go exactly how it needs to be, you might have whiffed your win condition completely, and I like that that's not a thing in this mm-hmm. game, at least as much as I've played so far. Yeah, I mean, to, to speak to that very example, uh, in... We had a game, a multiplayer game, uh, in the event a couple weekends ago where I was I was playing a title deck. Uh, one of the opponents was playing a title deck, um, so obviously that's not great for me because you know we cl- not only are you, are you clashing over vampires, you're also potentially clashing over titles. Well, he got most of the titles, um, and so I was like, "Well, there's no way. I don't think I can win on titles." And I, so I ended up having to kind of switch, switch lanes and knock somebody out. Or I can't remember if that was that game or a, a different game where we were fighting with titles. But anyway, I got Prince and ended up winning on agenda after not thinking I was going to be able to because of the conflict. You know, um, that's, I think that's one of the cool things about multiplayer in my experience is you're not out of it, right? Because, because there's, it's not just you and your rival there's two other players who generally, you know, are, are one of them, like they're fighting each other and fighting your rival and fighting you. And sometimes things get in the way and open up an opportunity for you to win that you didn't see coming. Um, you know, it, it, there's just, it opens up a lot of potential, like, like you were saying to go back to what you're saying, open up a lot of play lines that you can't necessarily play f- plan for right at the start of the game. Um, and 
and that combined with the fact that this is the first big event i think will be will mean all these games are going to be real interesting and and people are really going to be feeling out (laughs) how how it how it's going to go yeah i think we're going to get a ton of great stories of things that happened at the table (laughs) yes definitely all right well did you have any other thoughts or anything about what we should expect or look forward to for prince um i i don't necessarily have anything i like i said i'm really i'm really interested to see what decks people bring because you know deck sharing has been a little bit tricky um obviously we've tried you know we've been trying to to encourage that um with the, the thing we'll plug right here in our conclusion in a minute but you know in general right like deck lists have not gotten distributed all around the same as they have in some other games so i think that everything will be a little bit different i mean i know even seeing some of the lists i've seen like if even if they're building like quote unquote the same what you think is the same deck they look very different than the way i built it so i'm i'm real it's it's gonna be real exciting to sit down at a table and even once you know their haven and agenda and leader you may not know what's in their deck which is cool it's a cool right you know, yeah cool experience. and then for the for the pre-release it's going to be even crazier because you might not even remember half the cards i don't, oh, yeah. I don't remember if they said how long we're going to have to actually look at the cards um but yeah that that will be a, a fun race to see <laughs> race to read the cards and build the deck and sit down for someone and go what does that card do i'm sure there's gonna be a ton of that definitely <laughs> definitely so yeah that'll be it'll be fun so what are you what are you most looking forward to um about about the the gen con in general the rival specific gen con i should say uh is it greedy if i say the prizes <laughs> i think that's fair there's some pretty there's some pretty sweet prizes yeah, I think that is the the thing that kind of tipped me over the edge on going was whether or not the prize support was going to be there, and it definitely showed up. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, just the the social interaction, uh, especially for for us, um, being kind of the voices in the community, seeing people out there. Um, you know, if you see either of us, don't hesitate to say hi or anything like that. Yeah, for sure. Um, I wish I had thought of this earlier, and I could be like, oh, we'll be wearing whatever but i mean i have no idea we don't have merch or anything so it's not like we can wear a, <laughs> wear a podcast shirt but yeah um you know i'm sure we'll we'll like we said we'll be at the pre-release and we'll be at prince of the city and so yeah if you see us please come up and say hi um you know i always always happy to always happy to i mean just always happy to meet people in general yeah know, with the play the play the game so please do um we you know we'd love to we'd love to chat and and say hi yep totally uh all right so i think that's it for all the items we had for the gen con stuff um some general podcast notes that we had um we started a new (laughs) we joke about keeping that content train rolling um new thing we're gonna try out uh every other wednesday so the the weeks that we don't release an episode uh, we're gonna we put out on the socials and on Discord to send us decks. Um, just send us whatever deck ideas you have, even if it's something, if it's a full deck list, if it's a 
Barebones idea that you just want to see played, send it to us. Uh, and we're going to do just some games online. We're going to stream them. And, uh, you know, if you want to tune in, talk about it, see what we're doing, uh, definitely do that. And um, I'll upload those up to YouTube after that. And we'll see how people like that. I think the the first one had a good reception. Uh, as of recording this, we did it yesterday. Uh, and that was pretty fun. Even that, It was a very, like, Two clashing decks because you you played Malkavian with uh, doing Malkavian stuff, and then I was playing uh, like Toriador schemes. And halfway through the game, I realized, oh, all of my schemes are just going to let him do all his Malkavian stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was cool. Yeah, I played a old post office deck, and and you played a scheme deck, and um, it, it especially once I remembered that I had an agenda, and <laughs> I should rem- I should look at it and remember what it did. Um, no, yeah, it was, it was a fun game and I'm lo- really looking forward to, to keep going. And, and like you said, please, please send us ideas, whether they're, um, normal ideas, whether they're kind of off the wall ideas. I, I love playing off the wall stuff. Um, so send us decks and let us know what you think about the streams. Cause you know, I think one thing I know I want to do, uh, somehow is figure out how to interact with chat without like being able to just look at your hand. So, yeah, yeah, we're we're it, it's a learning process for both of us. Yes, I, I I screwed up this. I had a text overlays for the stream with the deck list, and then somehow they disappeared. Even though yeah. I wasn't, even though I wasn't editing them, so I'm not sure how that happened. But um, technology, so yeah, it, technology. Yep, it's funny because I work in technology. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, yeah, just a new thing we're trying out. Um, I've had fun with it so far, so we'll probably be keeping it going for the foreseeable future. Yeah, me too. Yeah, so so definitely. I mean, just in general, right? Like, we're always we're always welcome. We welcome feedback. We want to hear from you. We want to know if you like us, if you don't like us. Um, really, any any feedback to make sure that we're not just. I mean, I will. I, don't get me wrong. I will sit here and blabber on if nobody listens, and that's fine with me. I'll sit down once every other week and and talk for an hour, but. Uh, ideally, we'd, we'd like to blabber on about things that you guys want to hear about. <laughs> yeah, uh, if we're if we're speaking to the void or speaking to active listeners, we'll still be here. <laughs> That's right. All right. Well, do you have any other parting thoughts? Um, I don't think I do. I'm, I'm looking forward to Gen Con and, and seeing you and other folks in a few weeks. Yeah, it's it's quickly. It's two weeks, two weeks. Two weeks. That's coming up quickly. All right. Well, uh, that'll do it for us today. Uh, I will bid everyone good night. And stay spooky.